Hi, this is Tim, and my prayer is that this message will encourage and equip you to live like never before. Enjoy the message. Do you believe it? Do you believe that? I do. I do. Yes, yes. Well, I want you to get your Bibles and your notes out. Open your Bibles up to Isaiah chapter 54. If you have a Bible app, go there. Isaiah chapter 54, verse number 2. It's right up there on the screens in case you can't remember what I just said. Because if you're ADD like me, you didn't remember any of that, okay? But my message title today is Breakthrough. And I want you to write that down because that's what I, my, my prayer is for you. I, I'm, I'm praying that you will ready yourself to expect breakthrough for yourself, for your home, for your family today. Uh, and I, I'm praying that you're going to leave here today with new hope, new hope, fresh hope for breakthrough in a specific area of your life, because I believe that God has a miracle for you, and he wants to accomplish miracles through you. You see, we are blessed to be a blessing. God, God will work a miracle for you, but he wants to work miracles through you as well, and that's actually the, the more exciting part. You know, you're sitting in a place where it's really the story of a miracle. This church is a miracle. The odds were against us from day one. Uh, when I sat on a stool right here in the middle of this room with a few chairs, and we had sofas and what we called cushy chairs, just big fluffy chairs that we sat around here in a circle. Um, and and, and it, was, it was tough. It, was, it still is, but I'll tell you what, we had hope. This little group of ragtag people in this room, we had hope. And what happened is people started finding faith in Jesus right here. Uh, people who had been disenfranchised by other churches found hope here. People who were always even turned off by church would have nothing to do with it. They discovered what church could really be like when the presence of God was foremost. And as we grew, we had to take out the sofas and we had to take out the cushy seats because there wasn't room for them anymore. And then I had to start standing on the platform so everyone could see. And, and uh, you know, but, but back in the early days, the music wasn't much to speak of. You know, everyone tried their best, but there were some times, guys, I just, I just like say, okay, we're just going to kind of sing one song today and then you know, we'll just, we'll just move into the message. And, and, uh, but you know what? God was in this place. We could feel it. We could sense it. It's because impossible situations began getting turned around. Transformation was happening in people. And, and even though it was just a handful of people attending, we, we had made our mind up from the very beginning. We're going to be Bible-based. We're going to just simply believe what God says in the Bible, and we're going to obey God's word. And, and really, it kind of goes back to a scripture, which, which was, was kind of a theme scripture in my heart. I didn't really share it with the congregation that much, but for me, it was very important. It's Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, and it's on the screens for you. And this is good, because this is where we started. This is where we started in my heart. It's, this is, it's, it's a word from God. It says, do not despise the days of small beginnings. Don't despise your small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. That was, that was like jet fuel in my engine. See, God loves it when a new work begins. God loves it when a new work begins in you. And part of my prayer for you today is that God will begin and initiate something new in your life before you even leave this place today. I, I'm a man who just says, I am grateful for small beginnings. I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for them. And, and today I want you to be grateful for a small beginning that I believe is going to happen in many of your lives. You know, 
it was a small beginning for us as a church with small stories popping up of people's lives being changed. And, and, and I'm telling you, God began to impact, and still does today, the story hasn't changed at all for City Life Church, impact some of the, some of the people that you would not think that anything good could happen. Begin to see that. Many of you, your story is that as you begin to turn your life around, as Jesus began working your life in a new way. At the church here, we, we added a second service, and, and then shortly after that, we just every Sunday, people began giving their lives to Jesus. I, I've, I've never really been able to comprehend exactly why, except that it's just God that does it, because it's not me. Trust me, it's not me. Now, almost for almost three years, Bruce and Camilla, for almost three years, not a Sunday goes by when people do not pray a prayer to receive Jesus Christ in their lives, right here, right here in this place. And, and I, I really believe this, for you and for us, is that it's time for breakthrough, because your best is yet to come, in your life, and in your home, and in your family. Very soon, our, our church will be uh, crossing the bridge to be autonomous and sovereign, which means we'll be past the point of needing that outside support for governmental systems. But, uh, but with the story of our church, it's been paralleled through our lives as well. Uh, and, and in today's message, I think some of you, you're going to find the hope that, that you can survive you're going to find a morsel in here that's going to say, hey, you know what? I can survive. For others of you, you're going to find some hope in here in this message today that's going to say, you know what? I can do more than survive. I can begin to thrive because really your best is yet to come because around here, there's a hero. There's, one, there's a big hero around here and his name is Jesus Christ and Jesus is fighting for you. So what I like to do is I'm going to join up with Jesus and we're going to fight together against hell's plans to steal, kill, and destroy other people's lives. I'm fighting with you against that plan in your life and we fight with one another. We don't fight with one another. We fight for one another with Jesus against Satan's plans to steal, kill, and destroy because Satan has an agenda for your life, theft, death, and destruction. He wants to, he wants to just literally plow you down. And Jesus Christ is the one we unite with to say no, because God wants a breakthrough for you. You know, it's not God's plan for your life to slowly dissolve until everything is destroyed. That's not God's plan for you. God wants you to live life to the full. And then, at the end of this life, enter into eternal life in heaven. You might, you might think things will, your life is just too broken down. It's just too big of a mess. And you're like, Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. My life is too big of a mess. Well, then you don't know God because you, you might think you're not good enough, but God says, yes, you're here for a reason. It's not by accident you're sitting in here today. And I'm here to expose those voices in your head because those are lies from hell itself. See, God's plan for breakdown in your life is something that I call breakthrough. You want that breakthrough? It's time for you to start punching. Just, just time to, time to, to just say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch. I'm gonna break through. Now, don't punch the person next to you, okay? Don't, don't punch another person, unless you're a boxer and you know what you're doing, okay? But, I love, but, but really, it's time to start punching. See, Jesus has already taken the first step. He has. He gave His life for you. God also gave us His Holy Spirit to live in us. Do you realize that when you've given your life to Christ? 
God himself, this is huge, God himself lives in you, dwells in you. You have become a new person. You literally carry God with you when you go to work, when you go home, when you're out in the community, God has just showed up on the scene. That's, that, that's, that's incredibly huge when you think about it. Since God is with you and God is in you, it's time for you to take some action. Now I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 54, verse number two. This is my main scripture for today. See, this is when God is speaking to his people about getting ready for a breakthrough. Getting ready for a breakthrough. This is where you start punching. Take a look at it. It says, it says enlarge the place of your tent. Now, I want to give you some context here. Uh, that's, it's not about camping. That's not what we're talking about here. But, but this is about your tent, which is your domain. Uh, this could be even, this could, could mean your business. This could mean your home. This could mean your attitude toward life. This could mean your, your perspective on things. Uh, but, but it means you actually have to do something. Because look here, because God doesn't say the miracle comes and then you do something. No, actually here we see that you need to do something to prepare for the miracle. And that's what breakthrough does. Take a look at it. It says, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch. Say that word stretch with me. Stretch. How many of you love to be stretched? I don't. I, 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 it happens to me. I don't necessarily love it because it hurts. But, but God's saying, you go ahead and start stretching yourself. You need to start stretching yourself, doing some things you've never done before getting out of the same routines. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Do not hold back. Don't play it conservative. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out, and that word spread out is actually comes from the Hebrew term which, which is translated in other places as breakthrough. This is where breakthrough happens. It'll happen to the right and to the left. Now I want you to look at the imagery that's there because it's powerful. This tells us that breakthrough is coming. Breakthrough is coming. That, that, that term breakthrough in the Hebrew language, which is you know, translated spread out right there, but here's what it is. Here's what it is. It means to break out. It means to burst out. This is for you that it's time for you to grow. It's time for for increase. It's time for you to spread out. It's time for you to spread abroad. That's God's plan for you. He's saying, get ready. You need to start doing some stretching. Stop doing the same things you've always done, or you're going to keep getting the same things you've already had. All right, it's time to make some changes. Get ready for your breakthrough. Make some preparations right now. Hey guys, do you realize that faith without a corresponding action is dead? That means the faith doesn't even really exist. Thinking and it's like, well, I'm going to think about things. That think. Well, thinking is only going to get you so far. You might be a great thinker. You might be a great person to, who imagines great things. But if you don't start taking action, it's not going to happen. So you might say, but God gave me a promise. Well, then God is saying, okay, you need to start moving here because I want you to do this stuff. You know, with Bruce and Camilla, God isn't going to just miraculously drop everything into Zimbabwe to, to, make, to make that happen. You get out, and you've been out there on the edge and pushing for this, and, and you've been out there just, just doing everything possible to get those resources in there. You see, that's how that works. You do something first. That's what God wants you to do. God wants you to move in the direction of your breakthrough. And the, and the key to your breakthrough really is in your own hand. I mean, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back because God says when you lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes, then you are, and after you stretch, after you make preparations, then you're going to see that breakthrough. Don't hold back. That means it's time for some of you to expand your influence. Others of you, that means you're going to need to grow deeper. Put in deeper roots. Stop hopping around. Others of you, it means you're going to have to study and study harder. 
Others of you, this means that you're going to have to become more spiritually grounded in the things of God. And it may mean that you're going to need to forgive somebody you don't even want to forgive, but you know you need to. Or to drop an offense when you were really wronged, but holding on to that offense is actually holding you down and holding you back. And every single bit of this has to happen as an act of faith to get ready for your breakthrough, because your breakthrough is coming. I believe this is a year when breakthroughs are going to happen, and you're holding the keys, and your old methods and old routines aren't going to cut it anymore. It's time for change. And don't forget this, is that whatever happens corporately impacts your life personally. The scriptures let us know that what God does in this house, he will also do in your house. But what, what God does in the church, God will also do in your life. And, and, and that's, that's why even with us, even with the City Life Church, from the very, very beginning, it didn't come easy. But there's a lot of prayer, a lot of faith, a lot of hard work, but breakthrough has come. Breakthrough is coming. And that's the same way it works in our lives. God wants to work in you, God wants to work through you. It's time for you to begin to punch through. I love it because God gives us, God gives us a promise. In fact, he, God, God is just waiting for us to just start by asking. Just start by asking. You know, that's always a starting place. We say, you know, we should pray. Prayer is, a big part of it is asking God. We need to begin to ask God. God says this. He says this in Psalm chapter 2, verse 8. He says, ask, ask ask of me and I will give you the nations your inheritance. That's huge, my friend. (laughs) He goes, I'll give you the ends of the earth as your possession. It's yours for the asking. That's always the starting point. What what are you asking for? What are you asking for? Are you you willing to, to hone in on that specific breakthrough and begin asking God for it even right now? What is the breakthrough you need? What is it? Identify it and begin asking God for it right now, right here, right now right here, right now. See, that's the way this church has always worked. And as this church is blessed, your lives are blessed. As this church is blessed, our city is blessed. I'm telling you what, incredible things are happening in this city because of what you guys are doing. As this church is blessed, the nations are blessed. And it all works together. It all works together. God wants to work miracles in our lives and through our lives. I'll tell you guys, I, I don't know your background on church for every one of you. But I'll tell you about this church. This church is not a fashion show. It's not. It's not about theatrics or the grandest music in town. There's someone else who can do that really, really well, and it's called Bass Hall right down the road, okay? Bass Hall does it very, very good. But we do what Bass Hall can't do. We heal the broken. This is a place where the whole as well as the disenfranchised where the successful as well as the failures can all come together under one roof and we're all on a level playing field in here why it's because jesus christ reigns in this place this church we we understand this none of us have it all together and we all need jesus and we're all growing and that's the beauty of what's at work here in this church this place is a place of encouragement It's a place of encouragement where we know that Jesus is sitting on the throne. We're just going to encourage one another in the name of Jesus. Sometimes even when we don't feel it, we're still going to encourage. So my friend, it is time for breakthrough and your best really is yet to come. This is a place where God's unique plan for your future 
begins to unfold. So many of you who have even been with us for a while, you've seen that plan for your future begin to unfold by the grace of God in this place. This is a place where you can discover God's plan for your life, and not, not, just, not just for your life, but what God can do through you to touch other people. This is a place of hope. It's where we wave the banner of hope fearlessly, week after week after week after week, because we know who our hope is in. Our hope is in Jesus. I like our theme scripture for the year. Our theme scripture is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. I want to show this to you. It's on the screen. It says, those who hope in the Lord, there's that key word, hope. We hope in the Lord, you will renew your strength. You will soar on wings like eagles. You'll run and not grow weary. You're going to walk and you'll not faint. That, my friend, is my desire as your pastor. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for you. I want you to soar. I want you to run and not grow weary. I want you to walk and not be wore out. And, and it's time for many of you to move move past your current state of weariness, weakness, and even the pain that is controlling, it seems like, everything in your life. It's time to move forward and to launch forward with hope, even as our church takes this next step. The kind of hope I'm talking about is the hope that's in God, and no matter what comes your way, you're going to keep holding and hoping unto God. You're going to you're going to have this confidence of God. That's what we believe around here. We're going to hope uh, hope in God by holding out with confident expectation that the best really is yet to come. It's just this commitment that we have. We have a commitment around here where we are unwilling to give up. We're not quitters. If you want to be a part of something like that, and keep hanging out with us. And what's here is not for a select few. It's hope for all. It's hope for all. And it's time for your breakthrough. Your best really is yet to come. A few months ago, God dropped some specific verbiage in my heart regarding this church. And I I entitled it, The Church I Dream. And it's in the brochure that you received this morning. And I want you to take this home with you. I want you to kind of receive this as, as not just a vision for what's happening at our church, but for your life as well. Now, unlike many of you, I was raised in church. And uh, I'll tell you, I appreciate my background. I really, really do. I love my parents for keeping me in church, even sometimes when I didn't want to be there. Uh, but, but during my teen years growing up in a very conservative church, I began to see things in a different light. Um, some of you may understand this if you were raised in church. I, honestly, I, I didn't like the way people, some people were being treated if people didn't have the right look or people didn't have the right spiritual image. Um, growing up in church, I, I began to think it, it's not right that the grouchiest and the meanest people are considered to be the most spiritual because like, they're not. <laughs> And I began to resist what I consider to be plastic phoniness that I saw in people. Because I knew, I was a pastor's kid, I knew like some of these people don't have it together. I realized I don't think any of us do, but why are we being so plastic and fake and phony? It was uh, by my early 20s when God began stirring in my heart what church could really look like. And I began to build on that dream in my heart. And, but I never really wrote it down uh, until recently. But I'm presenting it to you today. It's on the screens. It's in your hands. 
I don't want to share with you about the church I dream. See, the church I dream is a, and I ever tell you, every word in this is carefully selected, but God gave this to me in a matter of minutes. The church I dream is a vibrant instrument of Jesus in culture. Now that's my heading for this whole thing. We are to be vibrant. We're not dead. We're not lifeless, but we are an instrument. That means we're being used by Jesus. We don't exist for ourselves. The tool doesn't exist for itself. The tool exists for something else. We are an instrument of Jesus in culture. We're supposed to make a difference in this world. See, the church I dream is one whose heart beats to create future and bring hope to those who have none. A church for those who are suffering silently, starving for significance, and malnourished in love. It's a church where people move from death to life, where powerful ministry and discipleship occurs naturally. I believe that. That's always been my heart. And that's my heart for this church. I look around this room and I see so many of you who've been lifted out of the silent suffering. And you've been loved and others have loved you and you're learning to love others. Like, wow, that's, that's really what this is about. Building one another up, encouraging one another. Because the truth is, Life is tough. No one said it's easy. The church I dream is winsomely outward-oriented. Winsomely is an important term. We're just going to love other people, but we can do it in a nice way, you know? You have to go yell at people. You're going to hell! You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. We hear that out. You can, you can go down the street and hear that on the plaza all you want, all right? It's a church that has a deep love for the city in which it's planted, allowing a powerful flow of Holy Spirit activity through its people. Why? So that our city will be different in the days to come, in the years to come. Yeah, I, I actually believe that the day is going to come when city life people will be known as the most generous in Fort Worth. I'm talking people who are just generous with love. You're generous with God's power. You're generous with, uh, just you're generous financially. You're, you're generous with grace. That's what I desire. That's what I crave. And that's where we are. The church I dream is intentional. We're not haphazardly doing churchy stuff. We're a church with intention. And this is important to me. Where we are present and active within the culture where the influence of Jesus is felt on every, what we call, cultural street. That's our own terminology here. Including government, business, family, arts and entertainment, science, education, and the church. In fact, next Sunday, um, you see on the back here, it says cultural streets. We'll be introducing this to you next Sunday. Next Sunday, we'll be very interactive. Bring a cell phone to church because we will be using them. Uh, you'll, you'll need it just to do some of the stuff we're going to be doing next Sunday help you identify your cultural street and the, the, the way that God has already set you up. You see, there's this historic disconnect. 
between the Great Commission, which is when Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to everyone. And, and a lot of times we've just thought, well, that's for missionaries or pastors and that's for evangelists. Well, yeah, but you know what? It's for every one of us. It's for all of us. It, it's, it's not just people who are in the, this occupation. No, it's for all of us. So how do we do that? That's always been a big question. Well, Cultural Streets is going to give us the handles to do that. And I am very excited of the, really the years of work that we put into this to begin to unveil this uh, next Sunday. Next Sunday. I believe that's God's plan. It's, it's time for your life to matter and for you to understand how it matters and the difference that you really can make. Next part is the church I dream is called to the world bringing the hope of Jesus to the ends of the earth, Bruce and Camilla. Planting churches with this same spiritual DNA. I dream of a day where there'll be other churches that will be, that will be launched out of this with this DNA. The church I dream is hungry to worship God birthing music and creating dynamic worship atmospheres, even as we've experienced this morning with uh, Jordan and Liz and the song that they wrote. The church I dream is hungry for the word of God because in this place, yeah, we will be raising up ministers of the gospel and creating gatherings where God's word is declared with power and relevance. Preachers are gonna rise up out of here and they're gonna go to the nations. That's what this place is about. The church I dream is committed to the younger generation because we're committed to raising up world changers, educating, empowering, and releasing them into their destinies. There's so much to come on this. We'll be seeing unfolding in the next few years. The church I dream is overflowing with the fruit of the Spirit, (laughs) with glowing authenticity, grace-filled warmth, magnetic energy, contagious happiness, and vibrant servanthood. You know, I look at those things and say, well, those are interesting words you just came up with. Actually, though, this is the only part in here that I just didn't come up with on my own. That part came as a result of a group discussion a few years ago where we, we sat around, just a little group of us, and said, you know, what are some of the ideal traits of the people in this church that just really make this church what it is? We began talking about it and we came up with this terminology at that time. And see, the thing is, this isn't something I have to force on this church. Grace-filled warmth, magnetic energy, contagious happiness, vibrant servanthood, glowing off. I don't have to force that. I don't have to try to make it happen because it happens naturally because it's you. You see, you make up this church. You're the ones who create this. I just want to keep it alive and let it be sustained and let it grow because you can carry this out into the community. Yeah. The church, I dream. We are Bible-based and Jesus-focused. That's the solid bottom line for us. We're not ashamed of the name of Jesus in this place and we love the word of God. We love all of it. (laughs) we are always majoring on what is most important to the heart of Father God. In other words, we're not going to get off on a bunch of tangents and things that may be nice. No, we're going to major on the things that are most important to God. This church is going to be one of grace, yet also a church of faith, overflowing with life and love. That's who we are. That's the church I dream. That, my friend, is this church. I'm so glad that you're a part. I'm so glad. But you see, what happens in the church also 
happens in our lives. That's why I want you to take this home. I want you to have this, not just so that you can see some fancy verbiage about our church. I want you to take this home and see, where do you fit into this? Where does your story intersect with this story? Where does it? Because I believe, I really believe this, that there's some terminology in here that you're, you're gonna need to extract and begin to, to embed into the fabric of your own life because God is not wanting you just to stay where you are but to launch and move forward. I believe that it's your time for breakthrough and your best really is yet to come. Do you believe it, church? I said, do you believe it? I'd like for everyone in this room just to remain silent for just a moment. No movement, please. Just close your eyes and focus internally. Maybe you've been here today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. Possibly you've drifted from your relationship with God. And if you want to know this Jesus that I talk about, that we talk about here at City Life Church, I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond, to initiate really a new beginning. The way to do that is just by lifting your hand in just a moment. Understanding and knowing this is that Jesus loves you more than you can imagine. He died for you so that you can have life and life to the full. Today, today, today is the day and time for you to step up and say, I'm going to live. If you'd like to be included in my closing prayer, and surrender your life completely to Jesus. Just raise your hand at the count of three for me. Will you please? One, two, three. I want to connect my faith with yours so I can see, so we can pray together. Lift your hand for me. Who else would want to raise your hand for me and let me, I connect my faith with yours because it's time for us to live in this room today. Great. Here's what I'd like for us to do. I would love it if everyone in this room will stand with me. And if you lifted your hand, I want you to stand up as well. And I'm asking you to pray with me, all right? I want you to pray this prayer with me. A congregation of believers, if Jesus Christ is the Lord of your life, I want you to pray this as well as encouragement to those who are making the decision to follow Jesus in this room today. Come on, pray with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying for my sin. I believe you're the Son of God. Please forgive my sins. Today I give up my past and I embrace the future that you have for me. It's time for me to live. I receive you as my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.